0: This week, we begin in Hockley, Texas, just outside of Houston, where some people store more than boxes in their attic. Then we travel up to Amarillo, where being different just may get you killed. Welcome to episode 35 of Texas 1031.
1: Cassie's literally tried. I've done HelloFresh. I've done HelloFresh. you done Madison Reed. You've yep. done, what's the bra one? Oh, God. Third love. Just kidding. <laughs> third love is the best. It's the best. Literally I have three done third love them. bras now. Third love, Madison Reed, stitch <laughs> <rings>. <laughs> I did the food. What do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Hey everyone this is cassie and hannah this is texas 1031 and this is a texas
1: true crime podcast as you should know by now we cover lesser known murder cases that have occurred in texas
0: and hannah's first this episode but before we start is there anything
1: we want to recommend this week uh yeah cool i want to recommend the sinner season two everyone has been watching it it's so fucking good go watch it do yourself a favor
0: i've watch never it. watched oh it oh my god you suck i've heard so some hard. i just started watching handmaid's tale
1: so oh my god I that need to took watch me long that enough too. oh you haven't either? no
0: yeah oh i've I only only watched the first episode oh you can log in mine okay thanks. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> your fucking rough yeah i cried a lot and then i was like
1: angry feminist most of the time it's phenomenal well, you're the usual <laughs> That's okay, no, I think my mom watched it, and she said she couldn't get into it, but she doesn't like that actress, so I was like, I, okay, I'm not taking your opinion. That
0: actress looks a lot like my friend Brett that I was talking oh, about okay. earlier, and I haven't seen enough of the show to, like, I think she's beautiful in it, but I don't want to text Brett right now and be like, they hey. "Just hey, you
1: look like this girl, because I yeah. don't know if that's a thing. i are going to wait, yeah. yeah, but yeah, um, but The Sinner, cool. It's so good. Uh, I prefer the first season so far, but it's still good um let's see i'm reading well i'm listening to the audiobook of sharp objects i know everyone watched the show i didn't watch it because i don't have hbo so i started it on the way to the podcast meetup in austin Mm. and i'm on like chapter nine now it's horrible Mm. not in like that sense but it's just really rough Uh, i know kane just agreed
0: and that's the one Oh, who's the actress in that?
1: Amy Adams. This is the one that MFM just went on and on about. Okay, about about
0: her being and like that got me really interested in it because
1: it's just really heavy. She's she is was super into self harm. Mm. Her family is super fucked up. The town is fucked up. Like it's just a heavy ass book. So I can only imagine that the show is just exactly the same. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then have you? Did you watch? I watched the inside, like the criminal mind. It's like a new show on Netflix. We just Brennan and I were looking at it last night, and it was either that or Black
0: Panther. And he was like, "Are <laughs> you, you guys gonna saw fa-
1: Black Panther?" I know. He was like, "Are you gonna fall asleep?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> yes. So we're gonna start it. I
0: almost started it today, it's but so I can't good. do it without him because we're both so fucking intrigued. Yeah, so excited. It's unreal.
1: The cult episode. Yes. I thought I was gonna like n- snooze fest, like blah blah blah. No. The so not my thing. Totally your thing. It was great. Right? Yeah. They're so...
0: Because these people are such power
1: hungry. Like oh, it, they're psychotic. How Absolutely did they do psychotic. this? I don't how know. How did they do it? Yeah. How do the people follow uh, them? I know.
0: Yeah. I haven't but. heard of one cult yet
1: that I would think, yeah, I would probably have joined that. It's not one because I'm like, I don't like group activity. Yeah, well, that. Yeah. But I also think that... I think... I don't know. Like I think they mention it in the show of that it comes at a certain time of your life where you're desperate and you... Are feeding into something, and you need something, and you need that authority, and you need to be told yeah. to do this, that, or the other, and like you're okay with quitting your job because you probably hate your job, or you're okay with selling your house because you hate your family, or I don't know, you know what I mean? It's you're all at like circumstantial. A weak turning point yeah. in your life, yeah. and they
0: can yeah. smell that and then capitalize on it. Sniff it out. Yeah. Um, I, think,
1: I don't think I have any. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have any? No. Democratic Party things that you want to mention? Oh
0: my god. Are we voting anytime
1: soon? Is there a vote coming up? November 6th.
0: (laughs) So it's coming. That was a joke, but okay. (laughs) Also, feel free to message us on any platform. I'm more than happy to help you get registered and to help you find your polling place, even if you are not Democratic. Just want everyone to be registered yes. and vote there you go do yes. the right thing
1: hannah i'm sorry do yeah. i have to go with you to vote you might okay we will go to vote i don't together. know what i'm even voting for that's also the hard thing so you can go with all these beto beto i don't even know how to say the guy's name i've heard like three different ways i say beto, beto. but i've heard beto a lot okay but i say i say beto beto
0: and beto also yeah, yeah. i Bet get texts literally every day to ask to um from the campaign asking me to like You're donate their my time. One fan.
1: <laughs> no, 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 maybe. Um, anyway, yeah, cool stuff. Cut all that out. <laughs> Since we last spoke, like I said, we went to Austin mm-hmm. for the podcast meetup. Podcalypse. Pod-calyp. Podcalypse. Podcalypse. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was fun. We had a good time. We did. Oh, we, Cassie got pulled over. We met Laura. We were in person. We were the amazing. only. Uh, let me put my hand on my hip. We were the only podcast that had a fan show up, so thank you so much. And she was the coolest fucking person yeah. that was
0: possible ever. Like, Beyond. I
1: actually want to hang out with yeah, her again. Yeah, me too. So we super love you, chill, Laura. Super super sweet. She yes. had, like, great stories about uh, Lois Gibson, which no one remembers me talking about her, but it doesn't matter because I do, and it was great. <laughs> um, She brought us cookies. She yep. was super nice, and we met a lot of cool people. A much mm-hmm. better success than the last one where it didn't matter, <laughs> but... um. We were just interviewed for San Antonio News Express or Express News. Sorry, San Antonio Express News. Mm -hmm. I think a couple other podcasts are being interviewed for it, too. But that was really fun. Yeah, it was neat. So whenever that comes out, we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah, he was a he was really nice. Mm -hmm.
1: He was super cool. Yeah, Richard.
0: And it's it didn't seem like it could have easily like we talked about this after the call. It could have easily seemed like he was kind of pandering and Mm -hmm. his aim was to kind of like you know, true crime podcasts are making light yeah. of this terrible thing. But he seemed really, really yeah. interested in this new subculture. Yeah. So that was super cool.
1: Yeah. So yeah, if you're in San Antonio, say hey to Richard. Yeah. Rich. Rich. rich Richie Rich. That was a great movie. Anyway, <laughs> I was torn on what murder to do this week. Is your tooth okay? I heard that. No, that was this. Okay, yeah, good. That was the sound. That um, the sound. I ended up on, or I ended up deciding on this one because, There's a dead kid. And there's a Forensic Files name. Yeah. So, I... Oh, you know, I should do a Forensic Files update. Go ahead. Might as well. Fuck it. This is season two, everyone. We don't Mm -hmm. care. Yep. And there's some good ones, because I did watch... Should I do it? Yes. All right. Yes. I mean, I can always cut it out, right? At
0: least do it once a season, because I enjoy it. I've done it, it,
1: like, twice. Two, three times. Well, but a big update. Okay. This is a good update. All right. So, here's some... I literally... I have a note on my phone. (laughs) Weird last names. Forensic Files. These are... Should we do a recap of what Forensic Files is? Nah. If you don't know, go fuck yourself. Go,
0: well, go back. <laughs> go back. Listen to older ones. Yeah. Like, I mean, we we didn't record for three weeks. What have you been doing? Yeah. Not listening right, to our older exactly. episodes.
1: <laughs> First, weird last names. Woodmans. W-O-O-D-M... Or, yeah, D-M-A-N-S-E. Woodmans. S-E? Mm-hmm. Okay. Troha. <gasps> I've met a Troha, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Stoverink 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 Yep This is good This is a hyphenation Agent Schlacks No yes. Agent Agent Hyphen Schlacks No S-H-L-A-X That sounds like A diuretic That sounds like You are <laughs> in the Witness Protection Program <laughs> That's all um, fake um, Kunzweiler K-U-N-Z Weiler Kunzweiler Kunzweiler Short Higginbotham Short Shomes, S C H O E M B S, Shomes, Shomes, I don't know. And then TAR, T A R R. I just had just Y. Cool. Uh, so, alliterations we have Deanne Dabbs, Kim Campbell, Tammy Tatum, Chris Cato, Gary Gibson, Paul Pinkham, Donine Dresbeck, Bud Burchard, Doug Dietrich, John Jubert. Hey, that was your Nebraska killer, by the way. Yeah. And uh, Janice Johnson. Yeah. I watched the Nebraska killer, boy killer on that. Oh so. yeah, yeah. That I'm was terrible. It. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, Forensic Files name, dead kid. I will warn everyone now, this is a very, very terrible episode uh, or case. There is an unusual amount of and form of child rape in this mm. case. So if, if that is distasteful to your ears, then fast forward.
0: Yep. Trigger warning. Yeah.
1: So picture it, March 23rd, 1995, Hockley, Texas. As Cassie said in our intro, this town's a little uh, kind of past Cyprus here in Houston, like northwest-ish Harris County, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so on this day, this was a special one. This was the 37th birthday celebration of Buddy Benton, forensic files. Um, he would be the father of our victim, which was seven-year-old Nicole Benton. This little girl looks strikingly similar to a childhood friend of mine that I grew up with through, Ooh. like, my teens, so it's kind of creepy. Don't like that. Yeah, no, it was weird. Um, Buddy would be a member of a little kind of country music band with his friends, and the day of the party, the group of guys decided to start playing some songs at Buddy's house. Nicole was outside with the other kids at the party in the front yard, and according to a woman across the street who was one of the uh, wives of the guy, one of the guys in the band— um, she was a neighbor as well and she was packing up a camper in her driveway. She noticed that Nicole at some point was no longer with the group of children. So again, women are like hawks with kids. Yes. Um, Nicole would be lured by a friend of her father and neighbor Eric Neno uh, Neno, Nino. who fucking cares, whatever. Yeah, N-E-N-N-O Yeah. Who was 33 at the time. And you know, you always picture at least in my mind, like Child rapists, pedophiles, whatever, like much older. Mm-hmm. And maybe, obviously, it's because my age is closer to his now, but no, it's just kind here. of shocking, yeah. like to, I don't know, see or hear that it's that young. He's a young guy. Yep. That's really sad. Anyway, um he asked Nicole to go back to his house with him to help him find a guitar to bring back to the party so he could play with her father. So, pretty smart ruse, if you ask me. Usually it's, you know, help me find my puppy type shit. So,
0: I was just writing down something, Brennan. Had a flashback recently. He remembered he no, and his friend no. being asked by a man when <gasps> they were like seven, six or seven, Sick. to fucking help him find a lost dog. Uh. And they were like, "Um, no." And they just went inside. And I was like, "Did you tell your mom?" And he was like, "No, I don't think we did." I was like, "Fuck, you probably got some other right. kids." And brennan was like,
1: "Oh my god! Oh yeah,
0: I guess that is what that was like."
1: silly Brennan so
0: scary terrible oh my god yeah I'm sorry that no, was no no, no. Just... that's interesting
1: Adults there's always never uh, need children's help no ever no ever I know that puppies are important but they'll be better off anyway Ugh. unfortunately this sick fuck would take Nicole inside his home and attempt to rape her she fought back pretty hard and began kicking and screaming for help Which, you know, good for her. Um, In the struggle, Eric would strangle Nicole to silence her. Uh, This is when it gets pretty bad, okay? So, he rapes her immediately after she's dead. not surprised by that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But then he strips off all her clothes, shoves her up in the attic, and puts her clothes in a filing cabinet in his house. Oh, my God. Oh, it gets better. He continues to rape and sodomize her (gasps) corpse. Oh, my God. Repeatedly for the next several days. I had to take a really big pause after reading that initially none of this stuff really gets to me but that was really hard to process. Uh I like the imagery that I received of like this is what I this is so gross but I'm going to go into it because it's important. Not really but my opinion. Him climbing those like attic stairs, you mm-hmm. know, and yanking her body down and it hitting each of those steps as it came down and him trying to move around her like stiff limbs and it's just it, that's unfathomable
0: and the body being in an attic in the texas heat oh
1: disgusting just further decom
0: right. De- oh.
1: like if if your dick can get hard looking at the rotting body of a child um i'd honestly like to pick your brain but then i'd probably like slit your throat right mm-hmm. afterwards yes but no that's not okay because
0: no. you can you can almost understand a pedophile panicking and strangling. Right. But the fact that he is keeping her. Yep. He, yeah. Like a necrophiliac. Yeah. Nec- necrophiliatic? I don't know. That's not a word at all. Necrophilia.
1: I mean, he, yeah. Yeah. He's he, a necrophiliac. Yeah. A
0: necrophiliac pedophile. Mm-hmm. Just like continuously doing it. Not even just a, let's try this, but like he. Right
1: after she's dead. Like got days later. It. Yeah. Like, like going up there, knowing she's up there. I can't. These people are your neighbors. <laughs> this person was their neighbor. Right. Okay. Two continue. houses down. Fuck. Uh, Nicole was reported missing that same night around 10 p.m. and the search. Uh, that's a long time after. I don't know what time the party started. Okay. I mean, it was daytime-ish, probably like early evening. I think they looked around for her
0: and okay. then like reported her like, hey, not. Maybe she was she's at a friend's not, house. Yeah. We- okay. We
1: cannot find her. Let's go to the police type okay. thing. Okay. Um, So, 10 p.m. is reported to the police, police, and they start searching for her. Um, The first clue were some beads that Nicole had been playing with. They were found strewn along the sidewalk, which immediately kind of shows a struggle right off Mm -hmm. the bat. Um, The police soon after set up a command post in the neighborhood and went door-to-door looking for information on her disappearance, which which I think is great. Yes. Um, Harris County Sheriff deputies set up roadblocks and joined volunteers and police on horseback as they searched grassy fields nearby. Wow um eric so kindly helped handing out water and driving volunteers around in his white nissan pickup a woman who lived next door to eric in 1995 said that he was the quote best neighbor anybody could ask for he often fed neighbors dogs and mowed their lawns they always are or they kill neighbors dogs
0: right well yeah (laughs)
1: um articles differ on the next bit of information a little so one article says that after two days, a neighbor advised the police that Eric Neno had recently been accused of fondling a 10-year-old girl and that the police should check into him. Another article says that during the investigation, a neighbor told the police that they should talk to Eric Neno because he had tried to abduct a 6-year-old girl two years before, but charges were never filed. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if both accounts were true. Yeah. Um, I know that the 10-year-old one is because she comes into play later. But the six-year-old one, I can't be certain of, but still, again, probably happened. File charges. Always file charges. People don't believe their kids back in, you know, the 90s. That's true. This is, oh, my God. Um, I think it's great that the neighbors were willing to say something to the police about Eric in the first place. absolutely. And I'm happy that the police took, you know, it into consideration, even though there was little evidence or, you know, no charges that were actually could validate that whole thing Mm -hmm. or either of the incidents. Um, so regardless, his response to the police when approached and asked about Nicole is fantastic. So after Eric became a suspect, deputies knocked repeatedly on his door, got no answer. It took about 10 visits before he came to the door, dressed only in a towel. Classy guy. Eric agreed to go down to the command post to be questioned. Harris County uh, Sheriff's Sheriff Lieutenant J.R. Johnson questioned him along with an FBI agent, which is pretty crazy because this isn't even a week into her disappearance, and they already have FBI down there. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. Quote, he was pitiful, Johnson said. He was like a cockroach you wanted to step on. And he's disgusting looking. He's like Donald Bess from Angela Samoda, but like thinner. Ew. Really? Disgusting. Bald, bug eyes, like complete and total tragedy of a human.
0: Like you look at him and you say, Oh, Never want my children. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ugh. <laughs> Um, so when police asked him what he thought happened to Nicole, he answered that she was probably abducted, raped, and murdered. So specific. Mm, right? Don't do that. Yeah. When <laughs> – like, what an idiot. Yeah. When asked what he had done the night, uh, done the night Nicole dis- had disappeared, he stated that he had arrived home, changed clothes, gone outside, talked to his neighbor, and then went back inside. <laughs> um, he said he had been drinking a six-pack of beer. When he asked if there was any reason why a neighbor would say that they had seen him on the same street where Nicole had disappeared, he responded, Well, maybe I could have been outside my house by my fence, but I just don't remember. Cool. But you remembered like, talking cool. to someone going at like... Right, 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 You know all everything else, but you don't, you don't really know? Yeah. Okay. When asked who he thought might have done it, this is the best, he replied, Someone like me, someone who fantasizes about young girls. Like, okay, so this guy has he's full on implicating himself, very ill, and he has to have a low IQ, right? It doesn't really go into the IQ, but I go into the ill aspect later. Like, what the fuck? He's
0: basically saying, I don't want to admit to it, but I'm going to admit
1: it. And I talk about how it clearly shows maybe some remorse a bit. Uh yeah, you know, yeah. That it's not really it's eating away at his conscience a little bit, um, even though every single day he, he has been taking her body from the attic right, and fucking right, her,
0: ra- right, raping her. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, like, I've been watching too much last podcast, and when they talk about rape, they no, they will say the I word typed,
1: fucking. I typed that yeah. earlier,
0: and I was like, oh, I shouldn't
1: say that. No, okay. no, you shouldn't
0: at all because it's a seven year old baby, exactly.
1: This is when I mentioned Tom Segura because Tom Segura has a joke about uh, criminals being interrogated and how they cave so quickly. And he's like, dude, lie. Lie for longer. Like, you killed someone, but you can't lie about it for 10 minutes. (laughs) Which is true. Thank you for not lying, but like I thought it was funny. (laughs) Um, So he consents to a polygraph test. After the test was finished, the officer administering the test didn't speak. So breaking the silence, Eric blurted out, I flunked it, didn't I? So like, Again, giving kind of away his guilt or paranoia at least. Um, He then proceeds to confess to killing Nicole. When the police entered his home and asked where she was, he states, It's still in the attic, I think. It. Right. Fuck you. They would find her hidden behind some boxes he had in storage. In addition, police found her polka dot dress, glasses, and shoes in the drawer he had initially placed them in. She wore glasses. Oh my God, and she's precious. Funny. I know. Her hair was also found on his carpet from the original assault. And as an extra bonus, Eric's DNA was found beneath Nicole's fingernails, furthering the fact that she had tried to defend herself. They also found a chair placed below Eric's bedroom window where he told them he watched children play as he masturbated. Binoculars were on his dresser.
0: Can I just real quick? We did the whole series on mental illness. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: At one point, I don't know if I ever could. But I want to look into what, how,
1: no, I how bring it do up. pedophiles happen? I, that's my entire questions and theories. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't know. He's only 33. He's young as fuck. How? Well, it, he kind of, he goes into, like, it's like he's giving his own, like, personal life testimony. It's like a huge burden has been lifted oh, for him. Oh, he was sexually abused. No. That's really? Well, that I know of. He literally tells... I'll, I'll yes, reading. I'm so sorry. No, no, yes. no, no, no. Like, <laughs> Oh, he so, used to sit and
0: watch the babies. Oh, yeah. oh, God.
1: Eric had no prior criminal record. Of course not. But testimony at his punishment hearing indicated he did have a history of pedophilia. Oh, a history of <laughs> <Da-da>. pedophilia. <laughs> How do you have a history of pedophilia and you're in a house watching kids? Because no one pressed charges. Fucking press charges, people. The 10-year-old girl who had previously accused Eric of molesting her testified... About that incident at his trial, which I think is fucking amazing. Oh my God, yeah. Like, what a badass little girl for telling her story on the witness stand, like, unreal.
0: Is she also, like, running for Congress now? Right, she's a badass bitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She said that he offered to repair her broken bicycle. After fixing it, again, another good ruse, he grabbed her and pulled down her underwear and proceeded to fondle and allegedly digitally rape her. Eric evidently, um, also admitted to masturbating while watching children play outside in the neighbor's park, like I said. He also admitted to a reoccurring fantasy of having sex with his ex-girlfriend's 10-year-old daughter. And the children in the neighborhood even stated that they would catch him staring at them through holes in the fence. So, he's admitting to all of this. Um, he's obviously arrested and charged for the kidnapping, rape, and murder of Nicole Benton. A jury convicted Eric of capital murder in January of 1996 and sentenced him to death. The Texas Court of Criminal Appeals affirmed the conviction and sentence in June 1998. All of his subsequent appeals in state and federal court were denied. Fuck yeah. After Harris County, a Harris County jury sentenced uh, Eric to death, Buddy Benton addressed his daughter's killer in court. Oh, God. Quote, my daughter was going to give me something for my birthday. Instead, she was taken away. You've heard a lot of people. After Nicole's death, Buddy Benton became withdrawn, refusing to even talk about Nicole if she was brought up. His former wife is quoted saying he has uh, carried a lot of blame and has felt guilty. Obviously, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, After she was abducted and murdered, he was just never the same again. He fell apart, turned into a different person. Four days after Eric was convicted, Buddy Benton filed a wrongful death lawsuit against him and his relatives who owned the house where Eric lived. This is where I feel like it gets a little tricky and I get kind of annoyed. Um, The lawsuit alleged that Eric's relatives knew or should have known about his deviant tendencies and should not have allowed him to live in a neighborhood with children. An investigation shows that Eric's sister asked him to live in their house for two years while she and her husband, who was in the U.S. Navy, lived overseas. Police determined that the couple had no knowledge that Eric was a pedophile and child rapist. Buddy Benton dropped the lawsuit in August of 1996 due to those findings. Mm. So, first of all, I get why Buddy went after the family. Yes. But can you imagine, just for a second, finding out that your brother is a child murderer and rapist, and then you get hit with a massive lawsuit because you, you know, air quote, should have known. Yeah. Like, fuck that. I don't know. I just, that type of behavior is so tightly hidden away from people. Plus, yes. they saw he was in a normal adult relationship. So, how would they have known yeah. or guessed? You know what I mean? I think it's a bit ridiculous to be able to present a wrongful death suit under that pretense. Mm-hmm. Like, unless the sister was like, yeah, you know, our dad abused us or he was raped as a kid, et cetera. Like that could lead to her like having some inclination of his behavior. But otherwise, I wouldn't expect her to ask him to live there for two years, let alone speak to him if she thought he was a fucking pedophile. Right.
0: And and you always have to assume the worst in a situation like this. But I feel like you have to have some sort of grounds like like yeah. what you just said, like some character witness testimony, yeah. something that led you to believe that they kind of knew something was off with him. Right. And then,
1: yes, but... They could have rented the place out to someone else easily if they really wanted to. Another pedophile that they had no (laughs) idea about. You just never fucking know. Well, it's like, good luck finding a neighborhood without kids, you dum-dum. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, an interview from Death Row the week before his execution, Eric said that at the time of the killing, he was addicted to pornography and he had been drinking. Classic.
0: Oh, blame it on pornography where consenting adults are having sex. Well,
1: I don't know what kind of pornography it was. So.
0: Probably child pornography. Exactly. So he's a sick fuck
1: yeah. all. <laughs> he also said that, um, although nothing could excuse his crime, quote, I can't apologize enough. His lawyers did not file any late or last-minute appeals upon his behalf, but he did write an appeal for clemency to the Texas Board of Pardons and Parole. Paroles, sorry. Quote, during the years that I have been imprisoned, I have often thought about the devastating grief and pain I caused Nicole Benton, her family, and friends. There is no excuse or rationale which could be sufficient to justify this heinous act of violence perpetrated by me. Like, it sounds like he's sorry, but I wonder what else the, you know, request for clemency had in it. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm a piece of shit rapist, but I promise it was an accident. Like, yeah. don't kill me, please. Like, no. You like better no You don't belong or deserve to be in the general public or alive at all. And, like, no. I know he didn't get help or rehabilitation in prison. So, like, be dead. Goodbye. Yeah. You
0: know, we would have another fucking what's his name with Angie Samoda.
1: Yeah. You Donald get
0: out Bass. and you're like nothing. Donald Best. Yeah. Nothing was fixed. Uh-uh. But you're just out and about now and Pearl, before world. Pearl, long. Pearl, Pearl, Pearl. Yep.
1: Last meal request. Yay! Hey. It's a gross one. It's the nastiest one we've had. Is it liver? No, close uh, enough. It, one cheeseburger, four fish patties, whatever the fuck that means. Six hard boiled eggs and some coffee. That's all. What the fuck? Like, so lame and nasty. I want fish and eggs before I die.
0: Yeah, be less specific about what type of fish and what type of patty. Just say fish patty, please. Right. That's-
1: no. Was it, was it fried? Was it, like, did you even get fish sticks? Maybe he wanted to, like, really make a mess on the uh, <laughs> table. Gross. <laughs> mm. um, he did not look at Buddy Benton or the other members of Nicole's family who attended his execution. When asked if he wanted to make a last statement, he replied, "No, Warden." And the lethal injection was then started. He was pronounced dead. Six twenty p.m. Aug- August. Wow. October twenty eighth, two thousand eight. Hmm. So, a little bit about Nicole. Yes. And a little bit is all I could find. So, Nicole Michelle Benton was born on 20- uh Wow. Why am I having a hard time with months? July twenty ninth, nineteen eighty seven. Uh, the only quote I could find about her was, quote, Nikki was a very sweet, lovable child that was a joy to be around. And I think that's cute. They call her Nikki. Nikki. Yeah. Questions and theories, people. Mm. Um, so this shit right here is the stuff I want to specialize in. This is my jam. Yeah. I want to be a, you know, behavioral forensic psychologist because I want to deal with the men and women who commit these crimes and I want to study them. So this is why half the cases or like almost half the cases I've covered our cases of murdered children. Yeah. So this guy, although terrible and disgusting, is incredibly fascinating because I want to know why this happened. Like you just said. absolutely. What led up to it? What was his background? What causes pedophiles and what causes those types of paraphilia to actually occur? Mm -hmm. I wish that, you know, the lives of the kids and the teenagers could be spared. But I also think that these offenders need so much help. Yes. And that help has been forgotten to be extended because of the nature of their disease and their actions. People are just like, You fucked a kid, you killed a kid. No. Yeah. We don't want to help you right. recover, you know? Right. And we make it impossible for them to be rehabilitated. And in most cases I I'd agree, let them rock because rock rot because fuck them. Yes. But this behavior and these rapes and murders will keep occurring until we learn how to prevent. I don't know, you can't even prevent people like this from, can you prevent people like this from having these thoughts in the first place? Like, is that even possible? And there's so much, like, we're entrenched. I mean, there are
0: pedophilic rings in Hollywood Mm -hmm. and the government and sex trafficking, and it's like, it's so much of this almost counterculture that we Mm -hmm. know nothing about. And so we're just sitting here like, how do you get to that point where you're like, yes, I want to... Is it more... And I'm sure you go into it or you talk about it. Is, it. is it just a, I have no power over my own life and this is a tiny thing that I can have power over and it's not even a sexual arousal. It's an arousal of
1: the power. I just I think it's that's part of it in a specific sense. Like the human trafficking uh, thing is, oh God, a beast on its own because yeah. I know there is child sex trafficking, but for the most part, I feel like it is. Women our re- age. R- right. Yeah. Regular guys that just don't want to pay for a fucking date right you know what I mean like and that's the most simple way I could put it yeah but they're nasty disgusting people that just want to have a girl to lay down with for five minutes and then move on yeah and that's again the nicest way to say it but yes I th- think that there are pedophilic you know sex trafficking rings but they are far and few between compared to like you said the women that are our age mm-hmm. as the victims but I the the specificity of a random guy the guy being across the street being a pedophile is just it's not as uncommon as we think it may not be as drastic as a sex ring but it is still there and that's my biggest issue i don't remember where i am on this but like he for eric i feel like he i don't know how i want to say this he definitely showed like remorse and genuine sincerity of that remorse and so his attempts before were just that they were attempts Mm -hmm. and so it's like I think that all of this boiled up in him and it kept boiling and boiling and he had enough to drink one day and he finally acted on it yeah and the other times the girls got away or they didn't press charges or they were confused and so they didn't say anything but I mean he was spying on the neighborhood children fantasizing about them and it finally happened and so I think I wonder if like if she had fought back so hard this is kind of one of the one one of the biggest questions I have if she hadn't fought back so hard would he have let her go right would he have killed her right or was it that thing that I said earlier of like he wanted to keep her permanently
0: it like almost kind of like a a Jeffrey Dahmer I want my my fuck zombie
1: yeah situation right where
0: it it, whether
1: he would have just kidnapped her and kept her hostage mm-hmm. for a bit? Or would he eventually have killed her anyway?
0: And if there was, instead of fucking Nambla being a thing, mm-hmm. if there was something out there that was, I don't know, even... Hit, and there could be. It It might not be something that we even know about, but just more accessible, like, Hi, do you feel like you could have sex with children? Do you often fantasize? Come to this center and we will help you. And it's not like it's actual therapy and help because... It is. It's some kind of. I don't. I don't know. Is what, it a
1: disease? Like, is can we tell? Say can that? we help
0: it? Can we? Right. What, what is
1: it? I don't know. And like, that's what's so interesting to me because I I often compare it to rape culture in a sense because we or I compare it because they're so different. Rape culture. It's like teach your sons not to rape. Tell guys not to rape. But you don't have. You don't go around saying, "Hey, guys, don't fuck kids." Right. You know, because it, I think it's just such a
0: societal norm that people assume no one does it. Exactly. Right. But people are they do have that perversion. Right. And then there are certain. I'm, I'm not going to
1: a taboo it, but thing. you can't talk about it. You don't want to be like, hey, yeah, I'm into kids like right. I'm into being tied up or I'm into well, what the fuck ever wearing yeah. a diaper. You know what I mean? Like it's not but that's that's
0: since that's the, the beginning of time. Ugh. It's been a thing. And right. there have been Why? certain refuges. Or these people, certain organizations that now we know habitually hide mm-hmm. because of certain things. Like because religion, of money and power and, like, and religion. Yes, yes. They, they will hide these people. Status. And then like I, there's a last podcast on the left about the Franklin cover up, the Nebraska mm-hmm. group of politicians and businessmen that ran a pedophilic ring there it's like they were using that to just blackmail people mm-hmm. so it's like the whole question is were were any of these people really interested in having sex with children or were they just using it because it's the most depraved thing you could do and that gives you a ticket to power, power. over somebody
1: that's sad so it's like what it's like hostile yes you know, Absolutely. Where it's like, oh, I'm gonna go spend 25 grand and get to chop up a body yeah. in a warehouse in fucking Ukraine. So is it? Th- so what's the difference between these big
0: organizations of it and then these singular Single. people? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the perversion that they share? I don't know. What's the mental disorder that they are suffering
1: from? I don't know because you don't know if there's just like a sex addict sort of semblance yeah. there, or is there a root of a history? And, right. Yeah. And I, I've said this before that I don't really feel like all pedophiles act on their feelings and their thoughts yes. in this dramatic of a way. But spurring it on with that pornography and with substance abuse. And if you have money, mm-hmm. it's that perfect cocktail for someone to become unhinged when they struggle with a deviant sexual desire. Mm-hmm. And so when you have either the money aspect or the power aspect available to you or one day you just fucking lose it. What, what did I write? I said, what makes a pedophile and what breaks them? Yeah. Because you can be a pedophile all your life, Mm -hmm. but what is that breaking point where you act on it? Yeah. You can be sexually attracted to kids all day long, but have a family, have a wife, have a husband, whatever you want to call it. And never hurt anyone. never, Mm -hmm. right. Maybe you sneak a peek on the internet, maybe you look at kids at a playground, but you never touch yourself, you never fantasize about it, you don't do anything. And that's still fucked up in itself, Mm -hmm. but if no one's getting hurt, then... I don't want to say do what you want because that's still fucked up. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because people like the NAMBLA people, mm-hmm. they liken it to a, a, just a kink. That is so crazy how that's yeah. defined as a kink. No. It's
0: not a kink. No. When you are, a kink cannot be with anyone aside from consenting. yourself or a consenting adult. And no. a adult is key. Right. Like you cannot make a child suffer you cannot force
1: somebody so i don't care if it's a consenting 16 year old it that it's close enough del- i don't care yeah it doesn't it's by law just fucking obey and honestly
0: law. even like necrophilia if you didn't yourself murder if you're going in like ed gein used to do if mm-hmm. you and i don't think he fucked him but if you went Still. digging up corpses and defile the
1: corpse it's a, it's a breaking law right
0: <laughs> it's breaking the law but it's like <coughs> i would rather you do that than harm a child. So. Yeah where that would be real i I, we need to look into this Mm -hmm. and even if we don't want to do any episodes on it like no
1: it's too heavy
0: it's so heavy
1: that's that's, again people don't talk about it because it is so disturbing yes
0: and it's just and we i feel like everybody knows just like every woman knows another woman who's been raped or Mm -hmm. sexually assaulted i feel like everybody knows at least one person in their life personally that has been molested Mm -hmm. or directly related to someone close to them that's been molested and Mm -hmm. so it's so touchy and difficult but how would his family have known if we don't know just kind of like the see something say something thing we don't know what to look for
1: Mm -hmm. what are those signs because there's no there's profiles on the ted bundy's there's profiles Mm -hmm. on you know uh what was her name uh eileen Eileen, warnos you know i mean there's the history and the child abuse and the family relations and the behavior aspect, but what's the profile on a pedophile? Do we do
0: that? Do we even worry about it? Like I I'm feel going like to school
1: for it. I'll there's find yes, out. <laughs>
0: please, because from where we're sitting right now, we feel like there's no prevention.
1: Mm-hmm. There's
0: action after the fact, right? And that is just too like late.
1: with rape, basically, essentially yes. today with men and women, that and people are, are of getting age. better
0: because they are teaching their. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's it's rape culture it's not just victim blaming it's it's yes. more of def- prevent but preventative you're yes
0: dealing with children that sometimes don't even remember this thing right. happened to them just until like they're in Brennan. their 20s exactly
1: oh yeah, yeah it could have maybe whatever and like yeah. what's to say that you don't have a traumatic block and you have been being abused for years and you yeah. just don't fucking remember like the keepers oh my god that show was crazy oh yeah Ooh. anyway i can't watch that yet my thing is that if it is a disease if so, I truly pity its sufferers yes. as much as I do the victims because, honestly, what a terrible life to have to live. Yes. Um, If you haven't watched season two of Marcella, watch it because it has something to do with just that. Mm. Um, yeah. If pedophilia is a disease, Anyway, that's the story of Nicole Benton. I don't really have anything else mm. to say about that, but just left with a lot of questions about why people do terrible things to children.
0: Yeah. Poor and baby. I don't even like kids,
1: you guys. So.
0: God, and can we just, again... She was seven years old yeah. and she fought him so hard. Like, that's good girl. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she, fuck, man. She did everything. Yeah.
1: And I'm really sorry for her family and.
0: Yeah. You know. Fuck you, Eric Neno. Nino, Neno. Nino, who cares? Nino. There's
1: not a good, like, jokey pun for his last name except for that it sucks. Yeah.
0: Oh, jeez. No, that's fine. Are we ready? Ready, Freddy. So, this week, I decided to do a murder that I have been thinking about for a really long time and wanting to do, because it's very near and dear to my scene, I guess, which is lame. Oh, I thought you said seed. Oh, jeez. moving this back a little. Okay. But yeah, so... um,
1: Scene, not scene. Scene, yes.
0: (laughs) And I wanted to wait until I watched the documentary movie on it, but I decided to just say, fuck it until you all watch it. So... This week, we're going to talk about the murder of Brian Deneke. Yeah. And we begin. Mm. So Brian Deneke was a funny, happy musician and artist. He was charismatic and his nickname was Sunshine. He was an avid skateboarder and expressed himself uh, with tattoos, clothing, and a spiked mohawk. He was a punk in 1997 in Amarillo, Texas, and this is why he was killed. So Brian Theodore Deneke, born in March of 1978 to Mike and Betty Denicky, was a member of the punk rock subculture in a conservative town. He and his friends were in a punk band called the White Slave Traders, <laughs> which...
1: Very punk and also I love a little borderline, but very punk. Well, because I don't immediately think of like white slave traders. I thought as the whites as the slaves.
0: Yes, that's that's, that's what, what I, I thought, thought too. So I'm hoping that's <laughs> was, what they were going for. Yeah, because that's too. punk.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, he was the vocalist and that was what he wanted to do as his career. He wanted to be a punk singer in a famous band. So just to briefly go over punks and what they are. Just in mm-hmm. case you're getting a different vibe. Um, punks dress in quote unquote tough clothing. Um, typically combat boots, tattoos, piercings, funky hair, like shaved head, um, or not, well, fully shaved head means skinhead, but you know what I mean. Like, half of your head is shaved, you mm-hmm. have a mohawk, you know, like, cool, funky-colored
1: hair. Sounds like our pastry chef at my job. Really? Yes. Oh, well, that's awesome. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's if a punk. you're a punk, then... No, is a she, actually. Oh! I love her
0: even more. Yeah. So, the music... You may or may not listen to as a punk would be bands like the Misfits, Dropkick Murphys, Fugazi, Anti-Flag, Pennywise, the Dead Kennedys, and Brian Dennecke's favorite band, Filth. So um, at these concerts, you mosh, you know, you go nuts. It's fucking, it's the culture. Um So, punks typically believe in, you know, an anarchy system, nonconformity, their anti-establishment. It's a Mm. counterculture. So, they are are the misfits, and they have found their people within the misfits. Mm -hmm. Typically, Brian and his friends were the targets of violence and harassment. Um, Another nickname that Brian had, other than Sunshine, was Fist Magnet.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. I love that his nickname was Sunshine though. I know.
0: Like his brother said we'll go we'll talk about it I think later, but his brother said he was just the most he was the brightest light of all the lights. Like he was just so sweet and I just always looked make up sure a picture of him. Loved. He's really cute. He's so cute. I he's so adorable. Yeah. Um so Brian and his older brother Jason had to carry weapons constantly to defend themselves. Jason said he carried pepper spray, and Brian usually carried a chain with a lock on the end of it. So this was not atypical of the punks to roam around with some sort of chain, but they did keep some sort of weapon because they were targeted so often. So keep that in mind. Um, This was an everyday occurrence for them. So Amarillo, Texas... Which is the largest panhandle city. Um, It's not (laughs) unlike, yeah, which is saying a lot. (laughs) Um, It's not like unlike any other Texas cities in that football is over everything. Mm -hmm. The football players, i.e. the jocks, are exalted and held to the highest esteem. They are the norm. I mean, Um, they're so cute, though. So cute. Brad, the way that he just doesn't form sentences. Todd, so hot this year. He's had so many concussions. (laughs) like, beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, a conservative, traditional town, um, kind of like a good old boy sentiment and the punk counterculture. In for a conservative town like this mm-hmm. the punk counterculture is not accepted um they are widely seen as criminals low lives drug addicts just really the scourge of society um because they are not the rich white they're calling
1: them out on their bullshit, though. That's yes, why they don't like them. Exactly. Is that they're pointing the finger and saying, "No, you're the idiot. You're, you're the poser. one that's wrong." Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're a carbon copy. And- exactly. Yes.
1: They're just mad because they're getting called on their bullshit. Right.
0: And they don't accept anything different. It's the same thing as if we're we were talking about a group of gay men. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't accept them because they are different from what they know and what they're taught. Mm-hmm. So. Um, tensions were always really high between Brian Danicke's group of friends, the punks, and the jocks, also sometimes known as the white hats because their baseball caps
1: were all white. Oh, I um, thought it was like a KKK thing. I thought so too. And
0: then it re- <laughs> it was, it really was their like baseball or football uh, okay. uniform, okay. whatever, their school colors, I guess, Got I don't to. know. Um, so one of these jocks was named Dustin Camp. Dustin uh-huh. Camp was a 17-year-old center for the Tascosa High School football team, um, and he was a junior, he was on the junior league, so he was... Who cares? Yeah, whatever.
1: Um, so <laughs> Wait, junior league? Isn't that like a
0: girl thing? I don't know. He was the, it was the junior football team, so it wasn't the... university. It, it was like It wasn't even varsity. It was JV. So he was your typical all-American jock, um, which to the punks meant... He spat on them, called them freaks and faggots, and targeted them with Jesus his Christ. physical violence. So he sounds like he's part of a stand up group. Damn. So here now I'm gonna do something kinda lame. My favorite movie in the world is oh god, that's hmm, that's really throwing Lord of the Rings out of the ring. <laughs> one of my favorite movies in the world is SLC Punk, um, which Matthew Lillard is in. It's phenomenal. I love it so much. You should watch it. It's great. I don't um, think it's
1: wrong for you to say that. You're part elf and you're part punk. You're Pelf. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm fucking Pelf, y'all. <laughs> elf. <laughs> Life. So I'm gonna read one of Matthew Lillard, i.e. Stevo's characters kind of monologues. And I'll skip around a little bit, but um this kind of Really captures what it was like during this era, the punks versus the jocks versus, you know, so why fighting was such a big part of things. So mm-hmm. he begins The fight. What does it mean and where does it come from? An essay. Homo sapien, a man, he is alone in the universe. A punker, still a man, he is alone in the universe. But he connects. How? They hit each other. Ooh. No clearer way to evaluate whether or not you're alive. (laughs) Now, complications. A reason to fight. Somebody different. Difference creates dispute. Dispute is a reason to fight. To fight is a reason to feel pain. Life is pain. So to fight with reason is to be alive. With reason. Final analysis. To fight. A reason to live. Problems and contradictions. Um, And this is, of course, the character Steve-O speaking as himself and his punk beliefs i am an anarchist i believe that there should be no rules only chaos fighting appears to be chaos and when we slam in the pit at a show it is but when we fight for a reason like rednecks there's a system (laughs) we fight for what we stand for chaos but fighting is a structure to establish power power is government and government is not anarchy government is war and war is fighting the circles goes like this our redneck skirmishes are a cheap perversion of conventional warfare War implies extreme government because wars are fought to enforce rules or ideals, even freedom. But other people's ideals forced on someone else, even if it is something like freedom, is still a rule, not anarchy. This contradiction was becoming clear to me in the fall of 85, even as early as my first party. Why did I love to fight? I framed it, but still, I don't understand it. It goes against my beliefs as a true anarchist. But there it was. Competition. Fighting. Capitalism. Government. The system. That's what we did. It's what we always did. Rednecks kicked the shit out of punks. Punks punks kicked the shit out of mods. Mods kicked the shit out of skinheads. And skinheads took (laughs) out the heavy metal guys. And the heavy metal guys beat the living shit out of new wavers. And the new wavers didn't do anything. They were the new hippies. So what was the point? Final summation, none. So, silly little quote from a movie. But really, when you do boil it down, yeah, the fucking truth truth. of the earth. These were two groups. The rednecks, i.e. the jocks, were especially rednecks in this panhandle city. Mm -hmm. They were the opposition to the punks. They all fought just because it was their thing to do. So keep that in mind. This is just their thing. They fight each other. Um, There was nothing I read that said that Brian Dennecke and his group of punks also fought other groups. I believe
1: it was just in this town, the, the jocks versus the punks. Yeah, the fucking poor mods and the new waivers. <laughs> um but it's passing a t- passing the time in a small town. Yes. That's literally all it is.
0: It's it's a little bit of drama, a little bit of extra, whatever. Kane. You want it's all happening. Come on. You can do you it. You don't
1: fit, Kane. You don't fit.
0: Like I'm gonna fit. Good yeah.
1: luck. Do you? Do you though? Do you Oh my He's going to be on your face. That's okay. I'm just concerned that, oh, big boy. Big boy. All right. Uh, You're here. Okay, start over.
0: This is just the normal culture. Um, Fighting is not out of the norm. So just very much keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. So for 19-year-old Brian Dennecke, who dropped out of Tescosa High School um, at the age of 17 and then got his GED, so he's not just some degenerate, um, but he did go to Tuscosa. Why did he drop out? Uh, the school wasn't from hit for him. Okay. He it was pretty anti-establishment, um, anti-authority. Okay. You know, typical punk in that
1: respect. I wasn't sure if it was for other reasons or not.
0: Yeah, and it, it, honestly, it could have been because the bullying was a lot. But mm-hmm. he did have his group of people. Um. So yes. Yeah, so yeah. 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 Um. For. Brian and his friends, this was nothing out of the ordinary skirmishes like this, but I didn't read anything saying that Brian and his group targeted other subgroups. But Dustin Camp and the other jocks would target them. A fight may break out, and then everyone kind of goes back about their business. On December 12, 1997, though, this was not the case. The week preceding this fateful winter night, rumors circulated around Tescosa that the football players were going to fight the punks. This was following a fight at a local coffee shop, where Jock Dustin Camp's front windshield on his 83 Cadillac had been smashed, and he himself had taken swipes in the vehicle at the punks. So on the night of December 12th, Brian and about 10 of his friends were at the local IHOP, which was a popular hangout for the high school kids, when almost the entire football team showed up. This is anywhere from 20 to 50 kids. Accounts are shaky. So the jocks, according to Brian's friend group, started the aggression. They walked in the IHOP and targeted the group immediately, calling them freaks and faggots. Fighting and arguing began, and the manager kicked all of them out. Brian and his group had been drinking. Mm -hmm. Dustin and his group had been drinking. An empty bottle of Crown Royale was found in Dustin's car. Um, empty beer bottles, cans, what have you. Because so he was going to
1: keep it and put it on his mantle.
0: Absolutely. What else do you do with Crown Royale? <laughs> Make star fuckers? No. God. So they were all drinking. This is a typical. I've seen this. I've been, excuse me, sitting in the Denny's by my high school. For sure. And in a quarter booth and one group walks in and starts fucking with another group mm-hmm. and then fighting starts. Like I've watched people get slammed into the concrete outside of a Denny's. So this is not good behavior, but it is normal mm-hmm. at this point still. The tensions do continue to rise, and after the groups are kicked out of the IHOP, they go across the street into a parking lot, literally directly across the street from the IHOP. And that's when an all-out brawl happens. Um, there are different accounts, of course, because there is the group of jocks and there's the group of punks. Um, I am more inclined to believe the punks because there were less of them. So they said that there were 10 people, 10 to 1, basically. Jesus. So people were on the ground getting kicked. Um, Brian was in the fetal position just getting pummeled, kicked, beaten. Um, There were some punks that were able to take out their, some of them uh, carried police batons with them. Yeah. Um, Other jocks had bats. So either side both sides are aggressing as much as the Mm -hmm. other so people are getting beaten with bats people are getting kicked people are getting beat people you know they're all drunk I mean yeah so it's a lot of fucking people so the punks by all accounts were heavily outnumbered so yeah maybe they came armed but they were armed every day because Mm -hmm. they were always fucked with and the jocks were armed as well the fighting ensues. So Dustin sees one of his friends getting beat by a few punks. Mm-hmm. And this is when he claims that he is in his Cadillac and he decides he's going to swipe one of the punks. So he goes and swipe? actually hits one of them in his car. And that guy rolls up onto the hood, oh makes God. eye contact with him, and then kind of fucks off. So after that. Like a warning type thing. Right. Right. Um the people in Dustin's car are like, Let's get the fuck out of here, don't do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so he goes to turn out of the parking lot, turns around, and by most accounts goes straight for Brian Dinnicke. Brian Dinnickee runs, turns back, hits Dustin's car with his chain when his with his lock on a chain. Dustin then pile drives him runs over him. Brian flies up onto the dash and then falls over the front of the car and is run over by Dustin.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Dustin then drives away and goes home. Um, the two people in his car said, or the one, one of the girls spoke, especially in this interview I watched. It was a 2020 interview that kind of painted Brian in a bad light right off the front mm-hmm. because he was part of the counterculture he had a minor record, but this doesn't. I mean, he was part of a fight—graffiti
1: oh, or like some bullshit. Right.
0: Everyone was part of this fight, right? So it was an equal, and by most accounts, the jocks were starting it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was kind of shitty that they
1: brought in Brian's record. Well, but, we've talked about that before, how they portray people. On yep,
0: these. and we will talk about it more. So Dustin drops his friends off. He goes home and he goes to bed. The I just want friends... you guys to
1: know that Cassie isn't reading off anything right now. She's <laughs> literally just like staring off and telling me the story. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Petting my dog. I hope I get it right. So
0: um, the next day, the two friends that were in Dustin's car, they tell their parents and their parents take them to the police station. The police then show up to Dustin's house. They see his front hood is dented in. And they see that there is blood underneath the um, bumper. So they book Dustin in.
1: What an idiot. Yes.
0: Um, Dustin claims that this was an accident. He was merely trying to give him a warning, kind of like he did with the other guy. He Mm -hmm. was just trying to bump him with his moving fucking vehicle. Right, right, right. Um, And that there was an icy patch. His car kind of Um, swerved a little, and Brian slipped on the ice, and that's how he ended up underneath his car. The way that all eyewitness accounts, um, I say all loosely, (laughs) the jocks were on his side, of course. The punks say that he went straight for Brian, Mm -hmm. and he ran straight into
1: Brian, no hesitation. So. Did they have a prior issue with each other specifically yes because
0: okay. dustin was kind of the unspoken leader of this mm-hmm. group of jocks and brian, brian was, was the, the unspoken, unspoken leader. leader of the okay. of the punks yeah so i was gonna say
1: if it was if he was just gonna go after anyone whoever was in brian's spot would have been the next target right. based on where his car was trajectory pointed you know what right. i'm saying so But that makes more sense if they had a past issue.
0: And he claims in the trial, which I don't have the date for. I don't believe I wrote that down. um, The chief investigator in the interview I saw, Sergeant Rudy Matano, said this was not an accident. There's no way this was an accident. Mm -hmm. This was an intentional uh, striking with the vehicle. So he said that basically Dustin was lying and it was bullshit from Mm -hmm. the get go. He tried to paint himself as a hero. He saw his friend getting beaten up on. So he was trying to stop the person who did that. But his friend was getting beaten up on other people. Right. Um, Brian's ex-girlfriend, who was still very close with him, watched the whole thing happen oh, and watched geez. him die. His brother was there and watched him die. So we have these people that are very close to this, by all accounts, wonderful person. Mm -hmm. And they all have the same story, even though they're in different areas. You know, Mm -hmm. they're not all standing in one group beating up on one jock. They are all in this skirmish together. So um, prosecution, um, the prosecutor, John Coyle, agreed and said that this was an attack on Brian. This was an intentional running over of. But then enter in defense attorney piece of shit, Warren Clark, who drug Brian's name through the mud and said that basically
1: oh, it's all character crap. I don't even want to hear it. Yes.
0: In Talk a that quote, quote guy he already. said to the interviewer on twenty twenty in part when talking about um why Okay, I need to talk about this more first. <laughs> so um, basically he put Brian on trial. He blamed it on him. He cited the combat boots, camo jacket, and chains that he was wearing, um, saying that he was a violent criminal. He was a individual of no class, and he painted Dustin Camp as the all-American kid who just made a mistake, despite the fact that he was piss-hammered, had a history of trying to hit people with his vehicle. You know, whatever. <sighs> After this trial where Brian's name was drugged through the fucking mud, Dustin and I could go into it more. It's very frustrating. I read all about it and I'm not going to put you through it. Mm-hmm. It just fucking sucks the way that they victim blamed this kid who was a part of a fight with a massive group. It wasn't like he went and tried to fucking he wasn't targeting Dustin Camp. Dustin Camp was in his car. Right. Dustin Camp was in his car. Like this makes no sense. Dustin Camp is convicted of the lesser charge of manslaughter. Voluntary manslaughter. I could see that. Sentenced to 10 years probation <gasps> and a $10,000 fine.
1: I'm sure his dad paid that real quick, too. Probably so, because
0: he never Sorry, saw a rude. day of jail. So...
1: Holy fucking shit. Mm-hmm.
0: You're lying. No. Well, he didn't see a day of jail for this crime. He does later break his probation twice and ends up big shock eight years in jail. Good gets Suck out at that six. Guy. But
1: for this, this is crime, worse than the Texas slave ranch sh- shit. For
0: the crime of murdering, mowing down oh God. somebody in your vehicle,
1: whether premeditated or manslaughter, I don't even care. That's ridiculous. You took a life, right? You took just fact alone. Drunk drivers.
0: Get put in jail for 20 years because they and that is involuntary manslaughter because they didn't intend to kill somebody. Right. Truly the intent.
1: You can't you can't you don't know the intent of this situation because you weren't there. Like clearly a drunk driver is inebriated. The intent is obvious. Most likely. But this guy had an issue with him. They had an issue with each other. You cannot like, argue that his intent was to hit him. Maybe okay. not to kill him, but it was right. to hit him. He Did they have forensics on this car? Did they, could they gauge detailed forensics? Do you know what I'm saying? Of like, Yes. He was at this speed. He was at this angle. He did this on purpose. Yeah, he just hit this other guy and maybe he thought, oh, it'll happen again to Brian. Maybe I'll speed up a little because I fucking hate this guy. Mm-hmm. But maybe there wasn't super crazy malicious intent involved. Well, maybe I, I'm fucked up and I'm in the heat of the moment and I'm going to run over Brian cuz fuck that guy. Did he really I'm not trying. I'm playing devil's advocate no, here. Of course of fuck course. this Dustin kid, but I'm just trying to see both sides of it cuz maybe there is some sort of manslaughter thing, but the I could see manslaughter, but the actual <laughs> the actual time spent or lack thereof is still astonishing.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think that's why Sergeant Rudy Montano, um, this was 3 years after this happened in 1987, so this is 2000 when this interview took place. What the fuck? That I think that's why he said there's no way that this was accidental. There's no so way that this was an it, over-exertion of por- force. Yeah, I yeah. believe with the forensics and the way...
1: Well, there's blood. The first kid, there was no damage done. You're yeah. going slow enough. There was no harm, no foul, whatever. Yeah, get on with the fight. But this one, there was blood. Clearly, obviously, hit him hard enough to where he... His
0: scared. collarbone was completely <gasps> severed from his chest. His skull was crushed in and his chest was collapsed. So this was not an accidental, he slipped under my
1: tire. Collarbone, that happens. Crushed skull doesn't always happen.
0: This was an intentional running over. And he got no time. And his defense attorney in part said Where does he live? I'll go run him over. I know, right? (laughs) Fuck, man. (laughs) Like what was born in nineteen seventy eight, something like that. I don't care. Seventy six. So he's like forty something. Perfect. He's right in his prime. Obviously he has no real fucking reason to not have a wonderful life because he the probably system, is having
1: a shit life honestly. I hope so just the guilt system wise. Didn't do anything I hope, to him yeah.
0: I, well it seemed like in a lot of interviews I watched um, especially fucking Brian's parents they never once spoke to Dustin they never felt like he had any remorse they never felt like he even registered the fact that he took a life he was cheered for when he walked the stage in his
1: graduation cheered for he graduated he graduated yeah. he, oh my god continue with the story i'm sorry mm-hmm. for the sidebar no, okay. i'm just like this is unreal so
0: defense attorney warren clark said in part quote plus let's face it appearance means something mm-hmm. dot 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 in a murder case they're pretty important wow Talking that's the most
1: that is the most truthful statement I've ever heard a defense attorney say in my entire existence as a human. The jury convicted Brian. On appearance. On appearance. You mean Dustin?
0: No. They convicted oh. Brian of being a okay. piece of shit degenerate troublemaker. And they thought that Brian instigated everything and Dustin was just a Victor. victim. And he shouldn't really get in trouble. And obviously, they gave him the weakest sentence possible. So this brought up a lot of tension. Um, there was always tension, of course, between the punks and the jocks. But this case garnered national attention. Um,
1: because it's all parents and adults that are just like fucking D- Dustin. Like it's, Yes. They're, 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 it's their spawn. And of course, they're going to... Sorry. I know that this is going to offend a lot of people. But, like, I'm sorry. That's just that sector sector section of people they just defend their own does that make sense like it's the money and the whites and the 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 bullshit and the elitist i just i can't i'll cut this out because it's so offensive but like fuck them well these people stop defending your 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 group of people that fucking suck at life yes
0: they're they're not tolerant of anyone that isn't exactly like them and i saw a couple of articles that were really great for a while. And then they started doing shit like this. They would say that, oh, Dustin also knew what it was like to be an outsider because his parents didn't make as much money as the other parents did. So he had to overcompensate. Maybe
1: that's true. but Maybe that contributes to his insecurity, which is why he's an asshole. mm -hmm. But it's not an excuse to take a life. No, it's not. Absolutely not. And they... The f-
0: everyone, uh, every interview I read, every quote I read, said that yes, these rumors were going around that the jocks were going to fuck with the punks, but no one expected it to be anything other than a normal fight, a normal brawl. Yeah. Drunk ass <laughs> not Dustin Clark got in his vehicle camp. and dis- camp. Thank you. And decided that he was going to mow someone down. That's what he decided. Whether or not it was specifically Brian for a reason. He attempted to do it a week prior. Mm-hmm. He attempted to do it that night. 20 minutes before. And then he gassed up the pedal a little bit more and took
1: a life and got nothing for it. That's crazy. Yeah. So based on law alone, this guy should be in prison for something. Yes. Just law alone. Yes. He, he got off. And let's see.
0: Um, Fucking crazy. To read a little bit from uh, Wikipedia. Brian's death shook Amarillo and horrified the punk subculture. Punks and Amarillo reported that they had often been targets of abuse and harassment by jocks because of their differences even before the incident. After the trial, there was a general feeling that Camp walked free because he was seen as a good kid, unlike the punks. The lenient sentence for Camp caused a public outcry in Amarillo and incited a debate on whether the city was a tolerant place. The mayor of Amarillo, Kel Seliger, attempted to distance the town from the verdict. Quote, it was not a community verdict, he said. It was 12 people that the judge sealed the identities of. The jury, no one knows who the jury is. I mean, that's
1: pretty smart. Nonetheless. But then that goes to prove how shitty the town is and how the townspeople are. They're protecting. Right. Their own. They're pro- it was a, it but was they're protecting people because they know that. Those people would go fuck with them if they knew mm-hmm. that they were on the jury and they voted whichever way that yep. wasn't in their favor. That's it sad and fucking pathetic. It
0: was a jury of only Brian's peers. It wasn't a jury of Dustin's <sighs> peers. Or I, I'm sorry. It, it was only a jury of Dustin's yeah. peers. None. Not Brian. None of whom cared for Brian or they all held the same opinion that punk people were disgusting degenerates that deserved nothing because they were criminals. Oh, my God.
1: A mohawk is so threatening, you guys. Ugh, they wear combat
0: boots. Whoa, Ew. Look out. Cue every white girl that's trying to be alternative now. fucking. Whatever, I dressing have combat exactly. combat boots. I, I do, too. But we, like, we're not posers. We wear them. Wear them. We're not posers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's see. Quite honestly, Daniki's father said... We had been prepared for that. If you pay attention to what happens in the criminal justice system, it's not unusual. Outrage. I am yeah. outraged. So there have been some tributes to Brian Deneke within the punk um, community. This, again, is according to Wikipedia. Um, Hannah and I both knew Brian Deneke's name. Mm-hmm. We, we're, he's been in our subculture. We didn't know the why crime. we knew his name. Yeah, Yeah. But... Brian's Song by The Band 15. Brian's Song by The Code. Tears on a Pillow and Amarillo by The Undead. Fortunes of <laughs> War. I, know, I love it. <laughs> Fortunes of War by Dropkick Murphys. Okay. Sunshine Fist Maggot Magnet <laughs> by Against All Authority. A Punk Killed by Total Chaos. Murdered by Total Chaos. Wow. American Justice is All a Lie by Career Soldiers. Sunshine by The Swellers. Tale by Harnell on Trial, Brian Deneke by Ethan David, Daniel Davidson, Brian Deneke by Christopher Owens, Put Yourself on Trial by the Ins in- Inscagnitos, Look Out by the Inscignitos, Murder Murder by Moment, and Brian Deneke by Frente Nihilista. All songs in tribute to Brian Deneke. Um so in the aftermath of this, it definitely.
1: Oh. This kid. I'm sorry. Wow. I just. Sorry. No, go, I'm go, go. so sorry to interrupt you like that, but I just I was looking at pictures of Brian again because he's adorable. He's so cute. And fucking Dustin's picture popped up and he looks exactly how I pictured him. Oh, yeah. he Fucking looks like a exactly. Fat
0: thumb, ruddy cheeked <laughs> white boy. Like typical bully. I can't. Oh, fuck. I cannot. If Brian Dennehy had been a jock, this guy would have been such a fucking peon to him. Mm-hmm. Brian Dennehy would have been the top of the... Because everyone said he was just a, an amazing person. And yeah. sure, he liked tattoos and piercings and mohawks and loud music that people hadn't heard before because it's not fucking country. Like, just because people are different doesn't mean that they're evil or bad. And that's really right. what... Sentiment. This awoke, awoken, awakened, awakened,
1: because even, even if you like country, it doesn't make you a bad person. Right? Don't run over someone with your fucking car. Yeah. This was a uh,
0: an individual that was fucking. He was empowered by his stature mm-hmm. in his community as a fucking white male high school football player. And save nothing the could white touch male.
1: Him. Male. We don't need it.
0: No. Some like. Nothing could touch him. He was a king. He was a ninja in his caddy, he said. What? Yeah, he said that to the girl (laughs) in his car after he killed her. And that, in part, is why he got off. Because they construed that as to, well, he thought, he said, I'm a ninja in my caddy. We'll see how he liked that. Which, to me, says, yeah, I fucking killed him because I'm good at hitting people. The defense was able to twist it in a way that said, well, he thought he would still be, in a, be alive because how would we see how he liked that? Or when people the drag the character of the deceased through the mud. You
1: should be lit on fire.
0: They are just the worst people in the world. The worst. They deserve nothing.
1: But Even if you're a shit person, don't talk about people that aren't there to defend themselves. No,
0: that's just not fair. Especially when we're talking about a bright, sweet, wonderful human who was just a fucking punk who liked skateboarding art and singing in a punk band didn't deserve to die it wasn't fair it wasn't right and into questions and theories which we've kind of been doing this entire time yeah. because we're both so just fucking oh outraged oh my god at it. for real did, is there the only question could really be was brian an equal aggressor to this and was brian did he play into his own death i would argue and say. No, because Brian had a lock on a chain and not a goddamn car. So Dustin was the main aggressor. Dustin was the one that escalated this entire fight. Mm -hmm. It could have just ended like all the skirmishes did, but instead it ended in murder because Dustin decided that wasn't enough for him. And his claim that he was protecting his friends is bullshit. Mm -hmm. If you're protecting your friends, get out. And fucking grab somebody with your fists. Don't run someone over in a car. Like, you can't bring a knife to a gunfight. You can't bring a car to a fistfight. That's just not how things work.
1: Um, See, I kind of beg to differ. Not to, like, really differ, but just to see the other side of it is that you could say that anyone is instigating and participating in their own death on the reg honestly you get into a plane you get into a train you get into a car you get in, you go and slut
0: shaming victim blaming you go to a
1: grocery store you could be contributing to your death at that point do i think that he deserved to die absolutely not was he contributing to the risk of his life ending for sure he was there he was fighting absolutely yeah do i think he deserved it No. no do i think that this guy dustin had a car and he used it to his advantage absolutely yes the whole you know car to a fist fight I totally understand that but I also think you know when you're in that situation of whether he's lying or not let's say he's telling the truth I'm gonna defend my friends maybe you do accelerate and you're like oh fuck oh fuck I'm trying to get myself out of this situation and he accelerated because he thought this is the quickest way to get these people out of my way I just hit some guy with my car maybe he won't get hit hit really bad like the other guy I could see it Sure. I could I as a jury member I could believe it. But you put all these pieces together, conflicting groups, these hormones, the age, the nineties itself, the town you're in, it's all too convenient. Yes. I think the conviction of manslaughter was correct based on law. Yes. He didn't premeditate this. There was an intent, but his time served or like we said, or the lack thereof was unbelievable it
0: just paints the picture that
1: the media did
0: see and the nation did kind of recognize that this town said no we also don't like this group Mm -hmm. of people so yeah exterminate them Mm -hmm. this is sure we're giving you a slap on the wrist but we want you back out on the streets to continue to be an aggressor and his entire high school these kids some of these punks were sitting in the graduation they were graduating that day their friend had been murdered the year prior And his murderer is not only free, he's graduating from high school Mm -hmm. and getting cheered on walking across the stage. Like, if that doesn't say Amarillo, Texas hates punks,
1: I don't know what does. Man, we went on a big tangent on this one. We did. About personal preference. And
0: and honestly, I think it's because I didn't, near the end, I... We're going to upset so
1: many of our Texas listeners. Maybe, but just don't... (laughs) Don't be, be an so, asshole. Like, be tolerant. Yeah. Fuck. Like, we're tolerant. I. I to love everyone, but
0: fucking be tolerant. I'm tolerant, and, and if if I had run into this and realized tolerant that.
1: tolerant of you. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
0: laughs> if I had into this and realized that Brian Dennehy was a skinhead punk, I would not be doing this case no. because I would not sympathize with someone who was a Nazi sympathizer.
1: But no, they're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, whites
0: are really the best race, yeah. So great. Look the how obesity great we are. and the mental illness and the murdering, yes. But And the pedophilia, don't forget that. You shouldn't really fucking hate somebody or feel that big of an opposition to them unless they're harming you or harming somebody
1: else with their actions. So But still there's always another side to the fucking story, so don't judge anyone. Yeah. Be cool.
0: Just be fucking punk. Yeah. Be cool. Brian Dennecke was a wonderful, wonderful soul. Um, He probably would have gone on to do great things. He could have lived the life that the fucking Steve-O and SLC Punk did, where by the end of it, he's like, I am a I'm nothing but a goddamn trendy ass poser and I'm not a punk anymore because it was a phase. But even if it wasn't a phase, your values
1: and your morals still stand with you through whatever color or shape your hair is Mm -hmm. in your teens. And honestly, I'm going to say something that's horribly probably not what everyone wants to hear. But Dustin Camp, I'm sorry for you, too, because you know what? You probably came from maybe a household that maybe pressured you into things or maybe you did think that you were poor and had that peer pressure. But you know what? High school sucks, but it passes over. Don't kill someone over it. Yeah. Grow into your own person. You could have done something with your life and let Brian do the same. And so mm-hmm. I feel bad for you that this even happened because you're an embarrassment to the society of everyone.
0: Yes. The mm-hmm. Denekey family did. Oh, and before we finish, the Denekey family filed a civil suit um for wrongful death against Dustin Camp. Hey, we got
1: the same thing. could uh-huh.
0: Couldn't find what happened with that. Okay. I'm not sure anything did. So it's or maybe safe it to didn't say, it was settled out of court. Maybe. I, I do think it's safe to say though that the Denicke family never felt any justice for the death of their son, so it's really terrifying.
1: Jesus it's horrible. Christ. And the brother and the girlfriend had to watch that all happen. Watch your boyfriend mm-hmm. and your brother's skull get crushed. Yeah. And
0: as he bled out his brother held him as he bled out and died.
1: That's the most punk thing of all time though, mm-hmm. can we just say? mm mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, not to make a joke, but... No, yeah. If he, At least he died for the cause that he stood for. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. He died That's standing up out. for his friends. Yeah.
0: Bomb City is the documentary that came out this year, I believe in February of this year, about Brian Dennecke and his death. And Brian Dennecke's family really appreciated how it was done. Um, they even changed Dustin Camp's name in the movie. They did not consult with him or his family. Nice. Yeah. So they they didn't have rights to say his name, even though it's back. They changed it just so they didn't have to fuck with it. Oh, wow. Yeah. But Brian Danneke is Brian Danneke. And they really paint the picture that I feel like you and I have painted where Mm -hmm. it's. These kids were targeted because they were different and he was murdered because he was different.
1: You know, it's just crazy how progressive we actually have become, which is a good sign that better things are to come but it's just sad for everyone who has lost their lives and suffered through the scrutiny and the bias and the prejudice that has stood for too long
0: yeah and i'm gonna watch this documentary soon i couldn't find it on any of the platforms okay. that i
1: currently have yeah because now i really i think it might be
0: on an amazon video but you might okay. have to pay for it um which is fine yeah but If I have any corrections to make, I'll do a corrections corner in a future episode.
1: Cool. That was good. Sorry for who cares. No one cares. No no. one's listening because it's season two and we don't care that no one is listening.
0: We're extra chill.
1: Yeah. Extra whatever.
0: We are literally doing nothing. Exactly.
1: And everything is coming to us because karma is happening. Yeah. Satan is alive and well. And blessing our spirit. Blessing everything. Yes. Yeah, that's all. So, <laughs> oh, you have your notes. I do. I brought them up. Oh, okay.
0: That'll wrap up episode thirty-five, y'all. Uh,
1: Thank yeah. You for
0: listening, you need it. You no, need I got it.
1: it. <laughs> uh, where to find us on social media will be put in the show notes, as well as where to donate to us on uh, or to the podcast via PayPal.
0: Ooh, and I had an idea, and you can cut this out. Okay. <laughs> Maybe if people donate through PayPal, they can suggest a murder to do, and if it's
1: something we haven't covered
0: yeah something we haven't covered and Obviously. even an out-of-state murder like we can do
1: oh one every month i like that no i'll keep this in here because yeah. i like that so if okay
0: so if you donate to paypal we will do the murder yeah. that you or even maybe even the subject if it's not too daunting that you want us yeah. to do and if it's an out-of-state we'll still do it we're just only going to do one a month so
1: dollar or more yes we'll do your murder dollar or more
0: <laughs> dollar or more and it's kind of like a patreon without the, the uh, patreon yeah yeah without us having to, yeah without us having to pay patreon and then also I don't promise even care. you things. i don't want
1: to do that like no, no one y'all don't care y'all just want no. to hear about murder yeah
0: you want to click into i've donated to a patreon once i can't remember who it was but i did like three dollars Then i was like that's not enough to get anything and i don't care to keep doing it yeah, and the people that do donate to Patreons that pay podcaster good bills, for them. Yeah, you're amazing, and yeah. we love you, and we understand that you're doing that to other podcasts and yeah. not us because we're not offering you shit.
1: No, we don't. We want... have lives. Yeah, this but is... y'all are important too. We love you. Donate. <laughs> so yeah, so that's
0: so instead of just asking you to donate, we'll we'll do something for you. Yeah, we you actually know...
1: have something for you in return. Fucking make it worth our while. If you want something other than Texas crime. Let us know. Give us a dollar and we'll do it.
0: Absolutely. And you'll help Hannah pay for this beautiful podcasting room that we are set up in. Seriously, there's couches and tables and cacti. Yeah, I took a picture. It's amazing. So we need to reimburse her
1: for all the work she's done for us. It's really really fine. This is cool because now I can say that I have a hobby in my almost 30s when I talk to people. I'm like, what do you do for fun? I don't have to say, I don't know. Right. like what do you do true crime is that a thing and people are like oh yeah and then they're like oh my god you're like the coolest person i know i'm like yeah "Yeah, i know right thank you so much
0: thanks even though i do this because i don't leave my house
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so you want to tell us when we're are we coming back next week or i think we're we're, coming back whenever the fuck we want to yeah we're gonna try to come back
0: next week i'm going to denver next week jesus
1: what are you am
0: i going with you or i wish okay let's let's
1: end the the episode and then we'll talk
0: oh fuck yeah um
1: all right we don't know what what we're talking about
0: oh yeah so a lot of stuff is gonna be be cut from this part so basically paypal for sure bye if anyone's Mm -hmm. listening happy halloween
1: happy happy halloween